Cat Williams and Bruno Reagan. Everybody stay calm. Sure. Stay Let's take some calls from the public, shall we? Join the afternoon stretch now at 615-844-5600. Now here's Bruno and Zach. here in the Music City so you know what time it is time for the afternoon stretch here on Nashville Sports Radio. Zach Williams, Devlin McKenzie here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studios. No Bruno Reagan. He is no longer a part of the show. We will not have Bruno Reagan uh, for the rest of this week. He's back next week though. He's just, for this day, he's no longer a part of the show. But it's a, Monday. He'll be back. Does that does that make sense? I turned his mic on by accident. Did you really? Just, just out of spirit, habit, huh? Yeah. Just in the spirit. Hopefully, Bruno could just somewhat funnel in some talk or something like that. No, bad case of ligma. So he is he's out for the day. He will be back Monday. Uh, he's getting his he's getting a jump on his Super Bowl festivities. A little a little extra early. He's down in Houston, Atlanta, Vegas right now. Uh, getting prepared for judo competition. So good luck to judo. Uh, good luck to all of Bruno's judo students. That's what it is. Where actually is this? Atlanta. Okay. Yeah, I know, right? Through a three, I mean, it, 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 it's confusing. Yeah, yeah, it's confusing. Uh, so if you want to jump in, we want to talk to you. Super Bowl Sunday in the five o'clock hour. We're gonna have a good guest coming on, talking all about bets, props, that fun stuff like that. Connor Allen is gonna be joining us at five twenty-five. But up until then, the phone lines are wide open. Six one five eight four four fifty-six hundred. If you want to get in, we want to talk to you on this day. And huge news breaking early this morning. I mean, absolutely earth-shattering. Fast and Furious 10 is coming out May. I mean, clap it up for Fast and Furious 10, baby. I can't believe it. Vin Diesel, how are you going to do it again, Dominic Toretto? How is he going to do it again? How are they going to do it? What did they save the last time? It was, I mean, obviously, it's the world. But like, they went what to did they space. Do? They went to space. That's they went to right. space last yeah. time. But, yeah, I have no clue. Time travel. It's got to be. It's yeah, got, I mean, no uh, doubt about hey, it. Hey, if you haven't watched the uh, the previews to it all, they had a scene where two helicopters shoot grappling hooks at his 1970 Dodge uh, Charger, and and it starts lifting him up, and he turns the NOS on, and he drags him back down just by the sheer power of force. I, dude, it looks good. How are those movies? I mean, that movie's going to make all the money in the a world. A billion. Yep. It, it, it'll never stop. It'll never end. And I, I can't – I and look – I'm like a kid in the candy shop. I can't wait to go see it. That and Cocaine Bear are my 2023 must-watches. That actually comes out in like two weeks. Mm-hmm. That's very, very soon. So excited for Cocaine Bear. Yeah. It's- I mean, un- unruly amount of excitement for Cocaine Bear. Uh, so much. We even have some listeners that have been texting me just updates on like the photo. Because you could go visit Cocaine Bear in real life. Uh, it's, I forget where in Kentucky, but it's in Kentucky. Somebody can tell me. But, yeah, Cocaine Bear is going to be very exciting. And, and the name of the bear? Cokey. Oh, that's I mean, that, it's, that, it's yeah. that simple. But, yeah, Fast and Furious 10. Uh, they're calling it, uh, I believe, Fast X is what I believe it's called. That's as it should be. Yeah. I'm not really excited for that one. 
No, you're doing it again. You're trying to be cool guy. I just Why do you want to be cool guy? The fifth one's the best one. After that, solid down. Like, just solid downhill climb, fall. Seven yeah. was all right because that was Brian like the, shows up in the trailer. Yeah. He's what? in the trailer for this one. You're lying. I am not joking. Paul Walker's character is in the trailer. I think it's like a flashback, and you got Jason Momoa as the bad guy. It's time travel. It might be. There, Jason travel. Momoa is the bad guy, and is there a better looking bad guy in the entire world? That guy can turn it on multiple different phases. Game of Thrones. We're like nine minutes in already. First Game of Thrones mm -hmm. reference. But uh, it is. It, Jason Momoa looks awesome. Mm -hmm. That is a good looking dude. Oh, yeah. That is a very handsome guy. A uh, lot to get into, though. Super Bowl. We're going to talk a whole lot of fun stuff. If you want to get in, once again, 615-844-5600. Titans Talk is going abound today. Uh, in an interview with Jim Wyatt, of course, covers Tennessee Titans for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Taylor Wan just flat out came out today. Titans are going to cut me. Titans are going to cut me. I know that's going to happen. That was his quote. That Titans are going to cut Taylor on. He knows in his heart of hearts that's going to happen. There's a part of me that thinks Taylor on is like, maybe if I say this and do this interview, reverse psychology. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 big branding Rand Carthon. You know, he's he's playing his hand right. He's like, you won't give me another fifty million dollar contract, will you? Please. Uh, no Taylor on going forward. I think that they're. It's tough with Taylor on because he's in a different situation than a lot it's actually what's crazy take some of the money part away from it it's a very similar situation to what bruno's in right now <laughs> with with uh now he has been cut and taylor wants talking about going to be cut but they have both have a commonality of jumping in media head first you know there's not a lot of athletes that are out there that uh that have that platform right away to jump into and they want to get into it or they want to build into it, whatever it is. Taylor Wan with busting the boys. He has a very solid starting point and it's not, it's, it's crazy to say starting point, but starting point for his post career. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't have to go and be like, all right, so what's next for Taylor Wan? No, you just know what he's going to do. He's going to double down on media, which he's clearly been a fan of, uh, and, and has done well with, with Barstool. But as a player, I, I hate to think that – I don't think – I've said this before. No shot he's back with the Titans. I, I'm, I'm, on a, I'm on the very much uh, the thought that he will be uh, gone as well. Um, I think you're going to see, just for uh, many reasons, they need to move on. If you're the Tennessee Titans, though, I will say, if I'm going to give Taylor Wan the how – do, how do I keep Taylor Wan in, in Nashville – the the number one thing that if I'm Rand Carthon and, and I'm Taylor Wan and I say and Rand Carthon says, All right, tell me, why do we keep you? What's the reason we're gonna keep Taylor Wan on the Tennessee Titans? The easiest thing to do, show him all every single snap. Every single snap of Dennis Daly last year. <laughs> you just show him every time Ryan Tannehill, Malik Willis, Josh Dobbs is getting destroyed from his blind side from the, from the left that Dennis Daly just had no help with. That's, that's the biggest case for keeping Taylor one, because no matter what you feel about Taylor one as a player, as a, as a person, as a media member, whatever, that guy's better than Dennis Daly. That guy at least knows what's going on. And there's obviously a lot of consistencies 
in the Tennessee Titans system that we could talk about. We're going to talk about Ryan Tannehill because that's also become a story as well, which is absurd. I'll talk to that, about that here in a second. But if you're Taylor one, that's what you do. You just show him Dennis Daly's low light tapes from last year. You just say, hey, this is what you got when I wasn't here. You, you didn't get anything. You didn't get any productivity. You didn't get any explosive play. You didn't get any consistency on the offensive line. That's what you're going to get without me. Now, unless the Titans are 100% solely in on going left tackle, going offensive tackle in the in the upcoming draft, which, once again, that gets back to the consistencies of what we've seen about this team. And what we've seen so far in the Tennessee Titans scheme on this offseason, budding offseason, by the way, because 2022 season not over. It is over for the Tennessee Titans in the regular season play-wise because they're on to 2023. Tim Kelly moves up as offensive coordinator. Ryan Tannehill is in the discussions with Tim Kelly and what they're what Mike Vrabel is going to do with with their offensive coordinator spot. So Ryan Tannehill was kept abreast, which kind of leans you into saying, well, if if Ryan Tannehill was on board with that whole movement, that means they're going to keep a lot of the same things that they're going to do from last year and and the last couple years moving forward. They're going to be the same team that you saw last year. If that's good, bad, yet to see. But they're definitely going to be keeping that same progression going forward as a team. So with with that knowledge in tow, why don't you bring back Taylor Lewan? Why not bring back Taylor Lewan? If if you're going to be running it back one more time, and I get it, you could say the knees, you could say whatever. But if you're wanting to run it one more year with Ryan Tannehill at the helm, Derrick Henry as your backer, you may be losing Ben Jones or whatever. It could still be happening with Ben Jones. If you're going to be going through that, why not bring back somebody that you know is a good fit in the system? If he can get healthy, if he can find that, that, that health part of it, why not try to bring him back? That's the one, that's the one saving grace. Dennis Daly ain't it. We know that. We know that for a fact. Every Titans fan that went out and watched the games can say the the number one problem on the field play was Dennis Daly. That is that is still the number one problem that the Tennessee Titans had. The most consistent problem with their product on the field was Dennis Daly. Nobody can dispute that. Nobody can refute that. Throw a lot more synonyms at you. But you know that if Taylor Wands on that field, if he's healthy during that time, which that's a big if, I'll, I say that's fair to anybody, that that's a big if. If Taylor Wan is healthy, he's a much better player. He knows the system. And you could get him cheap. If you're floating in what Taylor Wan makes it seem like with Jim Wyatt, he loves Nashville, which we know. He loves the Tennessee Titans, which we know. And he's flirting with, if I'm not on the Titans, I'm not going to move and go to some new system and restart everything. So you might be able to play that. If you're Rand Carthon in a negotiation for a contract, you could say, all right, let's let's get you the veteran minimum. Were you down to be here for a veteran minimum? One last ride for Taylor Lewan? Can we can we give that for Taylor Lewan one last ride? And you might be able to convince him to stay on a very, very low budget, bring in a new offensive tackle, still with the same, go with the same flow that you were going to do. The same idea. Draft your uh, Paris Paris. Johnson. Junior. Thank you. 
<laughs> Paris Jackson Jr. It always wants to, I always want to say Paris Jackson because I know it's wrong, and it makes me want to say it. But go with Paris Johnson Jr., which I still think is the first-round pick the Titans go for. Go with him, and then you can work him into the system, have Taylor Lewan show him the ropes, if you will, and get him worked in instead of just saying, hey, go to the Wolves. Here you go. You're going to have Derrick Henry running behind you, so they're going to send everybody. That's that's the best-case scenario, I think. You could still do what you want to do. Now, this is all predicated on the idea that Ryan Tannehill and the Tennessee Titans offense is going to be the exact same as what we saw last year. That is what all this is predicated on, which I still have qualms with. I get it. Today, the news that comes out, Ryan Tannehill, well, I guess it wasn't today. It was, uh, when was, when was his presser? Two days ago, Mike Vrabel came out and had his presser two days ago. We had it on this show. And he says, you know, I, I spoke with, with Ryan Tannehill about the OC hire and he's in the loop. I kept him in the loop. Well, that's, I mean, great. That's really good. I don't care. I don't care about you keeping, letting, if he was like, no, Ryan Tannehill has no idea. Well, guess what? Ryan Tannehill was going to find out anyway. That, that's, that's the future. That's, that's, that was going to happen with you telling him or without you telling him. So if that's the case, and I get that's all good. Sure, the tail of one thing at work. I still have problems with the idea that Ryan Tannehill is going to be here next year. I still don't think the Titans want to keep that 11th spot in the draft. I think they want to move up. You look at what's ahead of you. You have the Colts and you have the Houston Texans going young. We saw from this playoff, especially in the AFC, how young and diverse the quarterback spot was inside of the playoffs. This isn't going away. This isn't going to be a, you know, it's not like Trevor Lawrence. It's not like Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. It's not like they're just going to disappear. That's not going to happen. You're going to see those four teams trying to compete for a playoff spot, if not into the AFC championship for the next five, six years. Easy. So the Titans are now looking at the Colts and looking at the Texans, better or worse, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. Will Levis mix them all three, however three they fall out. We'll probably see Levis be with the Colts. But if they do all go young quarterback, great. You're going to have Ryan Tannehill on his final year coming up. You're just hoping for a bad year? Because if it's another bad year, then sure, you can get a you can get a quarterback the year after. Drake May. You Caleb, lo- you, who else? Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams, exactly. There's There's other ones. That's if you have a bad year. That means you're tanking this year. Right? That's that you may not be tanking, but you're expecting tanking. What if you have a good year? What if you have a really good year? And you don't have a great high draft pick. Ryan Tannehill just gives you enough. What are you gonna re sign Ryan Tannehill? No, that's not gonna happen. You're not gonna bring Ryan Tannehill in for more money. That's not gonna happen. You're just gonna keep band aiding the, the quarterback spot? I don't believe it. I think the Titans are gonna make a move in the draft to try to get a pick higher than where they are. I don't know if they can. I've laid out my blueprint for the Bears pick. Pick number one, 101. I, I laid it out. If you haven't heard that, I'll tell you again, it's real simple. They they are stuck at number one, and they're stuck with their quarterback, Justin Fields. I say that in a bad way. It's not a bad way. It's a good way. But I'll tell you this. They do not have the running back situation that they would like. And I think the Titans, if you really are going to move forward, build a brand new offense, 
which you're not giving me a lot of signs of. I'll be honest. You're not giving me a lot of signs. You move on from Derrick Henry. You trade Derrick Henry, your 11th pick, to move up to the very first pick. I think the Bears, I think the Bears say yes to that. I don't think there's a Titans fan that says no to that. You may hurt, not feel good. Your heart might hurt a little bit watching Derrick Henry go to play with the Chicago Bears. There's a lot of fit going on up there. Kari blasting game with the Bears right now. His former fullback with the Tennessee Titans used to be out there playing that same system. They they can they can really use Derrick Henry up there for a couple more years. Because I think Derrick Henry easily has top running back value for the next two, three years. Three years, I think, is 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 pushing as far as, as possible with that. But I think he's still a top back in the league. But for the Titans' sake, it's not going to be enough, I don't think, to bring them and will them to a playoff spot or something like that, the way we see in the past. I, I, I do think that does change. I could be crazy. I really could be. And I and I understand people for thinking I'm crazy on that, but I don't think I don't think I'm that crazy. I don't think I'm that crazy. But we'll see. But right now the signs are showing that they're wanting to keep the same. So if you're wanting to keep the same, why would Taylor Wan be out? Outside of you just saying, well, he's got bad knees. Well, everybody can heal. There's been plenty of people that, that have had bad knees. Frank Gore had two ACL tears in like the first two years of, of his NFL career and played for 20 years. That guy had two ACL tears and played for 35 years in the NFL. He's still playing, I'm pretty sure. So there's plenty of science out there to show that it can work. It's just about what are you going to do? 615-844-5600. Do you think I'm crazy? Do you think I'm sane? Do you think what I'm saying is stupid? Let me hear. Jump in on the phone lines. We're wide open through this entire hour. Love for you to jump in on the phones. You can talk about that. Talk about Super Bowl. Whatever you want to get into. We got a lot to get into today. Lot to get into. No Bruno Reagan. Just Zach and Devlin. That's what you got here in the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. Back after this here on the afternoon stretch. Good afternoon. The police are on the scene of this wreck over here on 40 eastbound just past Fessler's. It's just aggravating that heavy traffic that's already there on 24th at Sullivan Evans Bridge. It's uh, backing up downtown now on 40 east at DeMumbry and Broadway. Steady flow on traffic continues I-40 out through Wilson County. Still looks good through Kingston Springs out in Pegram. Just give yourself extra time. Plenty of radar out in Dixon County this afternoon. Snapdragon Hemp serving up lab-tested top-shelf hemp products across Tennessee. Edibles, flowers, concentrates. You can order online. Snapdragon420.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're starting to speak another language. Like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. And they're designed by real language teachers, so you learn how to have real-world conversations, things you'll actually use. It's incredible. After using Babbel, I'm ready to start having real conversations in French. There's all kinds of ways to learn. Use Babbel's podcasts or games or videos. You can even join live classes with a language teacher. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. 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 Evidemment. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. 
Hey, Nashville, start your day the right way with Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel. Bongo Java is Nashville's oldest local coffee company. Get your day started with a freshly baked muffin and wash it down with a hot cup of dark roast or hair of the dog blend. With free Wi-Fi, you can get some work done while enjoying a toasted breakfast sandwich. Beat the traffic. Treat yourself at Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown Music City. It's a Bill King show. Pac-12 football is a joke. It's a laughing stock. It has been left behind by Father Time a long time ago. It has not been prominent in a decade at least. And do you want to know why? God-forsaken leadership. That's why. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. Your exclusive National Sports Radio, WNSR, Sky Scan Forecast. For this afternoon, we'll have partly sunny skies, high 56, partly cloudy tonight, low 32. Saturday sunshine, stray afternoon shower, high 54. Stray shower to start Sunday, then sunny. Utilizing the resources of the Motherbug Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Rinaldi. The Afternoon Stretch with Zach and Bruno. I would say something snarky, but I don't want to get a phone call from Zach's dad. The Afternoon Stretch. No Bruno Reagan. Zach Williams, Devlin McKenzie here today. Super Bowl. What number is this? Get rid of the Roman numerals. You know what I mean? LV2. I, what is that? Fifty-seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, golly. Did they? Is that was that like a big sticking point for you? Like in any point in your like education, where they were like, you got to learn these Roman numerals. No. I don't remember that coming across for me. It was like one year you learned cursive, and you never use it again. I remember learning cursive in third grade. It was third grade. Yeah, and they were like, this is, this is important. This is adults do this. They, you have to write this. If you go to a class in college, I swear this is what my teacher said. If you go to a college. And you write a paper, and it's just print and not in cursive. They won't even grade it, and you'll get an automatic zero, and you fail out of college. That is what she said to me as a third grader. My professor in college, if I had written a paper in cursive, would have punched me in the face. Punched probably. you yeah. square in the face. That's Immediate the only. Fail. That's the only like. I, I gotta. <laughs> we're we're you know we got the baby coming in soon, and uh, I got a life insurance, all that fun stuff. You know, nobody likes to talk about it. But uh, I'm getting emails from my, like, rep or whoever I'm talking about. The font is fully in cursive. Can't read it. I have no clue. I have no clue what it's saying. No clue. I've never seen anybody type in cursive. Oh, it was. No, they're typing. They're sending emails typing in cursive. I have no idea how to read it. I told them. I was like, hey, I have no idea what's going on. Just went out of their way to choose a font. (laughs) To make it as frustrating as possible to read. 
I got to show it to you. I, I, I wanted to post it online, but it says some stuff on mm-hmm. there. You know, you just can't, can't be throwing stuff around like that. But, uh, yeah, I'll show it to you in the next break. It is wild. <laughs> it's wild. But, yeah, uh, the Roman numerous stuff, got to go. Got to go because I, I don't care about it at all. Uh, who's everybody's picks for the Super Bowl? Jump in, 615-844-5600. Uh, I already see uh, Nick on Twitter, good buddy Nick. Uh, he says, fly, eagle, fly. Man, it seems like that's like the fun thing to pick, right? I agree, Nick. Bird gang. Why does that seem like the fun thing to pick? It just seems like they were destined for it from the beginning of the season. Just dominating every single team they played, aside from the Washington Commanders. They've just dominated. They, I mean, how many frauds have we pointed out in the NFC? Quite a lot. Well, quite a lot of mm-hmm. frauds. I really hate to say that I think the Eagles are frauds. But you go through, I've talked about this once before. You go through their schedule, what what they uh, played through in the NFC, and I get it. NFC is lesser than the AFC. That is a fact. Nobody can deny that. The AFC is a better division or sorry, better conference than the NFC, a tougher conference, a tougher conference. But you just look at their schedule. Start off with Detroit, which was one of their closer games. They end up winning. That way, Everybody thought at that point Detroit was just a bunch of bums, and really, rightly so, at the beginning of the season. Then you go Minnesota. They, they win over Minnesota very easily, who Minnesota ended up being the biggest fraud in the NFL, right? Washington, they beat Washington with Carson Wentz, fraud. They barely beat Jacksonville when that's when Jacksonville started getting their footing. You're like, oh, Jacksonville's starting to look a little real. You could see the you could see the work starting to show up. Then they beat Arizona. Fraud. They win that one by three. They beat Dallas, which was a good team, but I still think Cooper Rush. That was the Cooper Rush mm-hmm. one too. So that might actually have been the best Dallas that you were gonna see. Probably. There's a real argument to that. Pittsburgh, they beat Pittsburgh. At that point, was they were frauds. They had no idea who was taking snaps. Deontay Johnson's out there punching uh, Mitchell Trubisky in the face. Supposedly, that's the reports that came out of Radio Row in the Super Bowl that Mitchell Trubisky punched or got punched in the face by Deontay Johnson, which Trubisky went on Twitter today and was like, there's no truth in this. <laughs> I mean, just what if he did get punched in the face and he's on there like just crying as he's typing it? You know, he's that meme. That's got the mask and uh, underneath <laughs> the mask, it's like, the mask is smiling and underneath the mask, it's just like crying. <laughs> uh, then they beat Houston. Yeah, that's a good good job beating the poop. Uh, you lose to Washington in one of the grossest games ever. Uh, you beat Indianapolis; they're done for. Uh, you beat Green Bay, which that one was Green Bay. What, what did we ever get? They beat the Titans, who at that point were reeling. They were just – that was the downhill motion all the way through. Didn't they bench their players that week? Yes. Yeah. They uh, beat the Giants, which that might have been their best win if I'm really going through this entire list right here. Uh, they beat Chicago. They lose to Dallas. They lose to New Orleans. This is obviously now Jalen Hurts' hurt time. Mm-hmm. Gardner Minshew's in. Um, then they, they beat the Giants to end it all. They remain first. They beat uh, – what was their postseason – they beat the Giants again, so they got to play the Giants two times in a row. Then they beat a San Francisco team that had no quarterback. I mean, if you're if you're talking about the luckiest walk to the Super Bowl, it's the Philadelphia Eagles. Without a doubt. Without a shadow of a doubt. So there's a benefit to that. 
Because, I, you know me, I like, I like to look at both sides. I don't want to just cast dispersions and that's it. Positive side of that, they didn't get as beat up. They didn't get as blown up. It wasn't, you know, they didn't get wore down. Jalen Hurts isn't, you know, having to play every game with a broke ankle, which I know he has his own injuries. But you can, you can make that you can make that argument. But I don't think they're as real of a team as you think they are. I think it's one thing to mention. Now, obviously, the 49ers offense was completely banged up. But they're destroying these teams in the playoffs. These games are not close, and these are playoff games. Obviously, there's the any given Sunday narrative, any given Sunday. But this is playoff football, and they are lights out destroying these teams. I don't care if it's the Giants. I don't care if it's a banged-up 49ers team. The 49ers defense was the best in the league at this time and put up or gave up 31 or 38 to the Eagles that week in the NFC Championship game. And then I think they put up the same amount of points against the Giants and gave up maybe seven against the Giants, and obviously their offense isn't great. And the 49ers' offense was banged up, obviously. I think that this game against the Chiefs will be competitive, way more competitive than any other Eagles game this season. But at the end of the day, I I think there is something to say about the Eagles completely destroying their opponents in the playoffs. I'll give you that for the Giants. I'll give you that for the Giants. Niners defense? I get the Niners defense is good, but it it really shows. I think that speaks more to the NFL as it is now. You can have the best defense; it really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't matter. You know, you can you can be one of the star-studded defenses in the league and still. I mean, what was it? The Chargers and uh, uh, Jaguars in their playoff game. You have four interceptions. That defense had four interceptions. That's re- like any time you get four interceptions in the game, you win. You, they should have stopped the game after the fourth one. Like, okay, this is over. And the Jags still came back and won that mm-hmm. game. That's incredible to me. So, I, I think I get it. 49ers just were in a terrible situation. Felt like the team was done. Did you watch the video, too, of uh, George Kittle, the sideline, where he's, like, having to pump everybody up? No. Where they're just, like, a, a, a defeated that? team? Yeah, no. 100%. Yeah. And, and you had Kittle, everybody – I mean – they cut around, they trimmed around the video, but I imagine if you got some of the unsolicited, like, or unedited mm-hmm. versions of these videos, Kittle is, you hear him say one time, he's like, what am I supposed to do, lay over and die? No, not me, never going to happen. That is, that is wild that a team that is in the NFC Championship gave up, just gives up. I get the circumstance, but if that's, a, if that's. That's the sentiment on the sideline, and you have George Kittle running around like, "Come on, we can do this." He's like trying to make everybody laugh, and he's trying to, he's like doing everything. Like he knows he's like, "Oh my gosh, everybody's drifting away." I think that team was beaten, and just because you have one of the best defenses, statistically, doesn't matter. Even if you're getting beat that bad, don't show it. And that's what you're th- just feeding. They teams. were showing it on the 49 that's, side. That's the bad part. And then, like on top of that, it it hurts the quarterbacks playing in that game. Because yes. it's like, I mean, that's essentially what they're doing. Like, they gave up on the offense. You're, you're blaming the offense. It's just it's just wrong on, for, for so many reasons. But, yeah, don't show it. At least try to act like you're trying. I don't uh, – I think that's just a bigger part. That's just a bigger sign of some of the problems that happened, why the 40 – it was just a bad day. Mm-hmm. It was a bad day. If they played that game nine times out of ten, maybe the injury doesn't happen to Brock Purdy. Maybe the defense plays a little bit better. Uh, but I think they just had an all-around bad day, uh, and I think that the Eagles got to capitalize There on wasn't it. a team in the NFL that would have beat that week. Yeah. Nobody. No, I agree. 
Uh, I agree with that. So I'm, I'm still taking, I'm sticking with the Chiefs. Uh, Nick is is pointing out some some things that came out last night. We'll talk about NFL honors here in a little bit because that happened last night. Mm-hmm. It's wildly under uh, under like marketed. I feel like no one's talked about it. Nobody has, right? I forgot about it until just now. <laughs> it's just kind of went on. Patch Mahomes, your reigning MVP uh, again. So. This is the everybody. This is why a lot of people are picking Eagles. This is why they're jumping hard on the Eagles right now. Uh, the last nine reigning MVPs who played in the Super Bowl all lost. Mm-hmm. So it goes back: Kurt Warner, Rich Gannon. Uh, this is 01 Kurt Warner. Uh, 2002 was Rich Gannon. 2005 was Sean Alexander, running back, winning it. That is wild. Uh, 2007 Tom Brady. 2009 Peyton Manning, 2013 Peyton Manning, 2015 Cam Newton, 2016 Matt Ryan, and 2017 Tom Brady. Yeah, I don't. I mean, that's is that stat so enough dumb. to scare you? Like, no, so dumb. If you if should I be afraid now? Of my Chiefs pick that was like the the Army Navy game. It was under for 17 years in a row, yeah. and then it goes over. I just it don't. It doesn't matter. And it took like what was it two double overtime? It did, mind you. It did. It went double overtime to get to that. It still happened. This is just a it. It that stat doesn't matter. It I doesn't don't like scare me. No, I just you know what what. I'll tell you one thing. Every one of those players, it doesn't matter. It it doesn't matter no. because they they are one piece to the whole team. You know how's the whole team playing? What was the whole team's – Matt Ryan, you look at Matt Ryan, he had the greatest comeback ever on the other side of the field, right? You had Tom Brady just willing his team back in it. Sheer just determination. That's a guy who got fired up, and other, other people just played better because of it, right? Like George Kittle was trying to do that against the Eagles. It's like, come on, guys, we're in it. And everybody's like, nah, man, you're not Brady. I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. We don't believe in you like that. <laughs> what did uh, what uh, uh, Green – what did Green say to uh, Paul Pierce, uh, uh, Golden State player? What's his Dr- first? Draymond? Draymond, Green? thank you. I almost said Desmond. Draymond Green, he was like, think of, talking about Paul Pierce. They don't love you like that. They don't love you like Kobe. You thought you were going to get you a send-off to her. They don't love you like Kobe. That's completely true. <laughs> that's, what, that's what the 49ers were saying mm-hmm. uh, to, to George Kittle. You, you're not Tom Brady. Just shut up. Sit down. You're a tight end. That's, we're, not, we're not getting up because of you. If Tom Brady was on the sideline, Everybody would have been ten hut, boy. They would have been six to twelve immediately, mm-hmm. right? Like that would have been happening. Not, not these guys. Uh, so yeah, that stat doesn't scare me. Not scared. One thing I want to mention. Okay. Obviously, you're taking the Chiefs. Aside from quarterback and tight end, what part of the Chiefs, what position on the, on the Chiefs is better than any position on the Eagles? I think the defensive line's better than the, the Eagles. Chris Jones, Frank Very Clark. Yeah. That one's pretty set. Wide receiver, not. No, there's no shot. Uh, Even the, the, good too. the linebacker unit, I would say, uh, you know, they they have some Nicobe Dean and all that's good, but Nick Bolton is really a monster for that Chiefs. Uh, he's he's sprung out of nowhere too. So I would go, I would go the front pressure. Let me just say that as a whole, the front pressure of the Chiefs much better than the Eagles in my eyes. Uh, the secondary unit, you got big play slay out there. Uh, that's Eagles. It's it's Eagles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's tough too because you look at the Chiefs; they're they're running rookies out there. That's really they have rookies in their secondary right now. I mean, just another sad a sad stat for the Tennessee Titans because <laughs> I can't mean get it right. they can't get that right. The Chiefs got Chiefs got their uh, their rookies out there, but um, 
outside of that, offensive line, I would give the offensive line nudge to the Chiefs. I would. Um, that's it. That's that's the three. That's a lot. That's a lot. It's 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 a pretty. There's even there like, and we're saying too, the the tight end. Yeah, clearly quarterback. Hurt. I would still. I think a lot of people would say Hurts is lesser than uh, Patrick Mahomes. I think that's fair. Uh, the wide receivers are a giant separation. AJ Brown, Devontae Smith are. That's a scary combo. We knew that whenever the trade happened. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that's really it's it's a really split game. It's a really I think they're they're special teams. Eagles special teams better than the Chiefs special teams. Uh, punting, you know, if you're punting, I think the Chiefs are probably better punters with Townsend. I mean, he's all pro, but Harrison Butker is scary. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he did well against the Bengals. I'll give you that, but that guy sucks. I mean, as the fantasy manager for him, majority of the season, and just watching him miss kicks over and over again, that guy is is a sucky good kicker. <laughs> he was placed on IR for a while too, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, no, yeah. he had an injury, so maybe he's just fully healthy now. Jake Elliott is really consistent. Mm-hmm. That guy's really good. Um, so yeah, I I I, I it, they they match up really well. The spread has not moved once. It's been yeah. at one and a half since two weeks ago. Yeah, I think that's something to mention. This game is going to be amazing. Uh, they they really it's like it's we talk about it was like the UFC right like styles make fights. This game the style isn't like you saw Robbie Gold what Robbie Gold came out and said today in a podcast he came out and talking about Jalen Hurts said uh make Jalen Hurts play quarterback and you have a shot at beating him. That was that was what he said. Uh, I think there's some validity to that. Mm-hmm. You know they're not they're they're a run team that's what they want to get going. If the Chiefs have a way to stop that. Um, they you can you can see a benefit of of the the Chiefs being a be, have a better situation, but the passing side they they really are they're they're opposites man on the offense side they are complete opposites because the Chiefs obviously don't care to run the ball at all the only time they want to run the ball is they're going to run it you know with Patrick Mahomes just escaping the pro, the pocket that's all they're going to do so the, there's a real clashing styles on the offensive side that I think is gonna play really nicely for this game um yeah it's gonna be weird it's gonna be a weird one for me um i don't know i don't know if you want to jump in we want to talk to you 615-844-5600 we want to hear from you we need to run to a break if you want to jump in once again 615-844-5600 Good afternoon. A steady flow of traffic continues on 24 as you continue back towards Clarksville. We saw a move of wreck just a few minutes ago on 24 westbound over here near Harding Place. It did slow down that traffic just a bit. Looks like it's moving fairly decent right now on 24 as you leave Nashville, headed out to Murfreesboro, Rutherford County. Again, quite a bit of radar out here in several counties around the Nashville metro. Hey, Nash Painting Services, all of Middle Tennessee. If you want it done right the first time, you'll call these guys. Call this number at 615 911 2288nashpainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Are you tired of your current vehicle? Maybe looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? Hey guys, it's Zach. Hayes Nissan of Rivergate is the best choice for your vehicle needs. Located at 1550 Galton Pike North in Madison, Hayes Nissan of Rivergate has been serving the Middle Tennessee community for over three decades. That gives you confidence that Hayes Nissan of Rivergate can find the perfect vehicle for your lifestyle and your budget. Their friendly and knowledgeable staff will make sure you are taken care of. I should know because I've seen it firsthand. 
Every vehicle I've purchased has been from Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, and I love the entire process. Now, I don't want you to forget about their award-winning parts and service department. It has everything you need to get you back on the road. Go visit them on the web at NissanOfRivergate.com. They're open there 24-7, 365 days a year. Or give them a call at 615-865-7220. Again, that number is 615-865-7220. That's Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, where your dollar always goes farther. I'm here at the Big Game Headquarters. Total Wine and More scoring huge savings on the perfect bourbon. Local craft beer. Forgetting something? Oh, yeah. Cabernet, seltzers, and so many low prices. Mm, Valentine's Day is right after. Whoa, new game plan. You got this. Total Wine can help you score the perfect bubbly, too. <sighs> Thank you. I would have been so... You sure would have. Your Big Game Headquarters. Love what you find always at the lowest price. Only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly. B21. Milk, eggs, 42 bucks. Ma'am, you okay? Need bucks? With Jackson Hewitt, don't wait weeks for the IRS to send your tax refund. Come in now for up to $3,500 with a no-interest, no-fee refund advance loan when you file your taxes. That's up to $3,500 today. Don't let high prices get you down. When every dollar matters, it matters who does your taxes. So get to Jackson Hewitt today. For eligible clients, loans by Republic Bank and Trust Company. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. Package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. Slim's Tender Mac Bowls are back. We start with a three cheese blend to make our delicious mac and top it with chopped hand breaded tenders and Colby Jack cheese. Try the Tender Mac Bowl meal or the Buffalo Tender Mac Bowl meal, both served with Texas toast and a medium drink. But hurry, they're only around for a limited time. Download the Slim Chickens app to order and earn rewards. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. The Predators make the playoffs. Yeah, they're going to make the playoffs. You think so? Yeah, I think they'll get it. Penn? Yeah, they'll make it and probably get bounced. I don't think they're going to. Yeah, oh, I don't think they're going to. Oh, they'll make it but lose. I feel pretty. Attitude that these well, people have. Go ahead there, rah rah guy. Are they going to win the Stanley Cup, Greg? No, they're not. Okay, you know, so okay, what, what, what are we saying? Let me ask you. Let me ask you. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. Call now, 615-844-5600 with any criticism of the afternoon stretch. Don't worry, they're not smart enough to understand. I do well with shapes. Shapes, colors, that sort of thing. You know, make it easy for me. 615-844-5600. Double McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. No Bruno Reagan today. Let's go to the phone lines. We have a special guest, everybody. I didn't. I didn't plan this. I, I didn't know if we cleared it with Tennessee Titans. It's Ryan Tannehill from Nashville, Tennessee. Ryan Tannehill, how are you doing? Hey, Zach. What's going on, man? Thanks for having me on the show. How are you doing this afternoon? Good. Good. I. You, I mean, first off, uh, honored. Glad that you would call this show. You know, we're not Titans affiliated or anything like that. But glad that you would do that. Uh, hope you have some big news to drop. 
Yeah, I don't have any big news to drop, but I did want you to spread the message that I, I want to stay in Tennessee. I'm not looking elsewhere. I want to remain the quarterback of the Tennessee Titans for 2023, and I'm hoping that you could uh, spread that narrative to the rest of the fans. And hopefully they'll take me back. I'm open to restructuring my contract, and I'm excited to see what happens. Uh, hey, I think I think that's something that's interesting. Uh, if I'm being honest, I, I don't want you back. Like, if I'm being honest, I hope that they fire you. Who who do you want in my place then? Who's your top guest? I want them to trade. I want them to move up, and I want them to go for one of these young quarterbacks. I think a, a young quarterback version is better than the old guy version that you bring to the team. Respectfully. I think you know you're great to work with. Met you many times at camp, uh, but you know you, you got a beautiful family. It, it's all good. Uh, I think you've had your time in the NFL, and it's time to just ride off into the sunset quietly, of course. Okay, that's fair. Anyway, this is Jordan DeJani. I just wanted whoa, whoa. to call in. What? <laughs> no, but if you're there, then who's <laughs> Jordan DeJani, folks? I clocked his number right away. Clocked his number and saw who it was. Can't can't hide me, North Carolina guy. All right. <laughs> What's going on, man? I wanted to apologize for not being able to come in and host the show. So I thought the least I could do is at least call in and and try to act like a fan on sports radio. I haven't done this in many years, by the way. I wanted to ask you. You know, I'm a gambling man. Uh-huh. What's my bet that I'm going to bet a hundred dollars on this Sunday? Are we looking at game props? Are we looking at player props? What is that one bet that I can make and put a hundred dollars on that will one hundred percent cash and I can restructure my contract to stay in there? Can I? If, do you trust me, Jordan? That's the thing. I I do trust you. That's why I dialed this number. I see, and I love that six one five eight four four fifty six hundred for that number. Anybody else that wants to dial it? Um, I talked about this yesterday, Jordan. I am on. I'm. I'm. There's sometimes Babe Ruth has to point his bat at left field and call his shot, right? You just have to do it. And I think big moments cause for big-time names to show their ego and show that they are worth being in the NFL. And it's very akin to last year with the Rams that Odell Beckham, before the tragic injury, that guy was going to go for 200 yards, three touchdowns, was probably going to be your Super Bowl MVP. That was clear up until he had that injury. Um, I think we're going to have the similar kind of situation with a guy who needs to show up in this game for the Kansas City Chiefs, and it's all Juju Smith-Schuster. Final, wow. final, final year, or only year of his contract. He's he's playing for another big contract coming up, and what a better time to showcase a guy who loves the spotlight because he does. He loves having the, his name in lights. Um, his I think his prop last I saw was thirty eight and a half on over on yards. But I'm going to do you one better. Go over on it on going anytime touchdown. First off go over on his yards, and go over his reception total, which I think was three and a half. I think he clears all of that. And I think they're going to have to use him because he is a big playability for that team. He's had a lot of good uh, a lot of good weeks this year, just not consistent. And the way we saw MVS so big last week, I think that was all he's going to get. I don't think MVS is going to have some you know, secondary great game again for the Chiefs. I think it's going to be a juju game. Wow, I did not expect that good of an answer. I actually love that. And I've been watching the Juju prop numbers, and they've actually been dropping. Now we're into the high 30s, just like you said. I love that choice. I'm definitely going to bet it with you. I love it. I love it, Jordan. Hey, Jordan, I don't know. Has your piece came out yet on uh, 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 Justin Fields? I saw you were talking to Justin Fields earlier today. Yeah, today I was pretty busy. I talked to uh, Chicago Bears quarterback Justin Fields in the morning. 
Uh, I talked to Lions pass rusher Aiden Hutchinson in the afternoon. Did kind of a quick Q&A with both players. They were fantastic interviews. Both of those are up on CBSSports.com. Hey, go check those out. I haven't read them yet. I'm going to go read them. Was there any fun tidbits or something that came out of that that you just want to tease a little bit to get into it? Yeah, I will say I think the Fields interview probably was better than the Hutchinson interview. I guess that's probably my fault. Just, you know, it's all about the questions that you ask. Uh, I think that Justin Fields was pretty open and honest. I mean, I asked him if he knew that he could be the second coming of Michael Vick, which he kind of chuckled at. And he said, no, I kind of surprised myself with some of the big plays that I made uh, in the season, which was kind of cool to hear from him. So, you know, I, I, I definitely entered the interview with Justin Fields fan, and I left the interview um, even more so of a Justin Fields fan. He seems like he has a good head on his shoulders. He seems like he's humble. He seems like he is goal-driven. Uh, I'm excited to see what he can be at the next level. Jordan, I appreciate you calling in, buddy. We're going to have you in studio again soon enough, and uh, you are always been a good friend, and we just can't wait to see you, buddy. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Jordan DeJani, folks. Not Ryan Tannehill. Uh, I will say this. Fooled me. Jordan DeJani? Better looking than Ryan Tannehill. I'll tell you, I'll take Jordan Jordan any day. How about that? I'll take him. Top first first team all cutie right there, Jordan Jani. Uh, nobody does bald better than Jordan Jani. Yeah, he he went with the uh, uh, the my uh, Michigan Ohio State like that right there with those interviews today. Right, mm-hmm. got both sides of it. Yeah, and he hey oh I know. I mean, he said Justin Fields better interview than Aiden Hutchinson. Also, a better overall player. There you go. <laughs> Uh, good stuff there. I'm glad Jordan came in and called on that. That's good. Yeah, he, Aiden Hudson has no touchdown passes. Zero. Just saying. I mean, he has he has zero. How many rushing yards does Aiden Hudson have this year? Probably not one. I mean, it's not looking good. If you're starting to stack it up, like who would you rather have on your team? There's no question about it. Zero. God, that guy's Michigan all the way through, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he really is. Oh, yeah. he. They, nobody would recruit him because they knew he was going to go to Michigan. Yeah. That's <laughs> and, like a and, real story. And then he gets – Detroit he's just right in it again I mean will he you think he'll like Derek Jeter it just go all the way through and yeah. never leave oh the he'll take vet minimums just to stay in Michigan that was like the first like real NFL story we had to talk about this year was him at uh camp during hard knocks singing Billie Jean mm-hmm. uh, by Michael Jackson that was like the first that's like what kicked it off so smart of Jordan to now now dovetail it in at the end, to be like, this this cements that going through. All part of the plan. Go check out our good buddy, Jordan Najani, CBSSports.com. You're going to be able to uh, read those articles. Always good work. Jordan does tremendous work. And he was he was uh, the first. He was the first that we were going to have on uh, to fill in for Bruno. We'll have him on more anyway, just because Jordan's amazing. But uh, then we, Sammy Kincaid, unfortunately, I know I said it yesterday, Sammy Kincaid was going to come in. Schedules just didn't work out. It's okay. Sammy also is going to be coming in. Uh, we love having different people in uh, the show because we were planning for Bruno not to be here for four months, <laughs> but life happens, baby. He still may not be here. I don't know. He may not. He may not come back from Atlanta. Could you imagine? I could say Bruno's the kind of person that would go to Atlanta and be like, "I'm staying." Sorry. That's what I did for Nashville. That is, yes, that is what you did. <laughs> if you want to jump in, six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. 
Good afternoon. A steady flow of traffic continues on 24 as you continue back towards Clarksville. We saw a move a wreck just a few minutes ago on 24 westbound over here near Harding Place. It did slow down that traffic just a bit. Looks like it's moving fairly decent right now on 24 as you leave Nashville, headed out to Murfreesboro, Rutherford County. Again, quite a bit of radar out here in several counties around the Nashville metro. Hey, Nash Painting Services, all of Middle Tennessee. If you want it done right the first time, you'll call these guys. Call this number at 615 91 nashpainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Paid for by Christian Care Ministry. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge, but it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch to the customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call Right now, and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 855-51-BIBLE. That's 855-51-BIBLE. 855-51-BIBLE. At Total Wine and More, save big on what you love this month with hundreds of deals. Get up to 35% off over 100 different wines and spirits, including Cabernet, Sparkling Wine, Single Barrel Bourbon, and so much more. These savings are huge, and even better, they're on top of prices that are already the lowest in town. Deals this good don't last long, so visit Total Wine & More to find yours. Love what you find at the lowest price, only at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly, B21. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What happens to your decision-making when you drink? Well, after one drink, you feel confident. A few more... And calling your ex at 1 a.m. seems like a great idea. And you're pretty sure the secret to a great taco is four-day-old macaroni. The bottom line, drunk you doesn't make great decisions. So you're risking a DUI or worse if you count on him to get you home. Plan before you party. Get home safe. Paid for by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. If you were going to hire Tim Kelly, you, they've been done for over a month. I mean, well, that would have already been done. This is where you scoured the ends of the earth and you just went in-house. Because if you look at the OCs, they've been coming from within on Mike Rabel's staff. What happened? Uh, maybe, what happened? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There could be a lot of different things that happened. I'm not sure. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. The show that makes the average person say, hey, I can do that. The Afternoon Stretch. Hour is coming to a close. Do you want to jump in in the second hour? 615-844-5600. 
I told you it was coming to a close. Very soon. That was quick. <laughs> if you want to come in, though. I mean, we had Ryan Tannehill join us last hour. That was that was tremendous. Uh, probably won't post that interview, though. You know, that's one of those things that it happened. You know, it was beautiful. Why, 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 why bottle it up and try to produce it and sell it? You know what I mean? It goes off into the ether. Good clickbait. Yeah, absolutely. It would be great, great clickbait, but we're not going to do that. We're high, we're high moral guys. It's really what it is. Second hour coming up, though. Connor Allen is going to be joining us at 525. We're going to be talking a lot more betting of the Super Bowl because Super Bowl weekend's coming up. Hey, we might even get into best foods for Super Bowl parties. Just wait. From ABC News, I'm Michelle Franzen. The U.S. says a high-altitude object was intercepted and shot down as it entered U.S. airspace today off the coast of Alaska. National Security Spokesperson John Kirby says it was a smaller object than the spy balloon. The object was flying at an altitude of uh, 40,000 feet and posed a reasonable threat to the safety of civilian flight. Out of an abundance of caution and at the recommendation of the Pentagon, President Biden ordered the military to down the object. And they did. He says no word yet on if the object belongs to China. The search for debris from China's spy balloon shot down last weekend has been called off until Monday due to weather. A U.S. official says teams believe they've located a large section of the surveillance payload on the ocean floor. The U.S. is sending more aid to Turkey and Syria following Monday's earthquake. Nearly 23,000 people have died. And after five days, crews are still digging through the rubble and finding some survivors. ABC's Marcus Moore is in Gaziantep in southern Turkey. Since the rescue crews did their work, family members were just waiting on the side, watching. And for them, it is an incredibly painful process and one that is not going fast enough. Uh, one man went up to soldiers there at the scene and he said, you know, we know these buildings, let us search. They, of course, are not allowed to search as the professional teams are sifting through the rubble there. After a five-hour search of former Vice President Pence's Indiana home, ABC News has learned federal agents recovered one document with classified markings and six additional pages without any markings. That according to a spokesperson for the former VP. Throughout the search, a lawyer for the former VP was present as the Department of Justice investigators were given unrestricted access. The White House announcing President Biden will travel to Poland later this month, joining NATO and Western allies to mark one year since Russia invaded Ukraine. You're listening to ABC News. WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Grizz Nation. Make some big Memphis noise and don't miss your Grizzlies tonight at 7 as they battle the Minnesota Timberwolves for their annual HBCU night celebrating Black History Month. Presented by Pinnacle Financial Partners. Arrive early as the first 5,000 fans will receive a Grizzlies scarf. Get hyped. Get ready for a star-studded show. And secure your tickets by calling 901-888-HOO or shop online at grizzlies.com. From Middle Tennessee's home for the Memphis Grizzlies. Nashville Sports Radio. The Jim Rome Show. I get a lot of vacation. I understand that. However, I don't take a lot of sick days. The, these things are not one and the same. That was not like I worked eight straight days or I worked Super Bowl Sunday. I think I'll give myself a day off. I earned it. Hey, and by the way, I could. 
because I have those days. I pride myself in not taking sick days. I hate that. We usually grind through it. But honestly, it was the right thing. In that case, it was the right thing. The Jim Rome Show. Weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville's Sports Radio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Everyone knows time is money, so don't wait weeks for the IRS to send out your tax refund. Go to Jackson Hewitt instead for up to $3,500 with a no-interest, no-fee, tax-refund advance loan. With up to $3,500, you could bring home the bacon and bring it home today. Money now instead of later? That's worth its weight in gold. Don't wait weeks for your refund. Go to Jackson Hewitt today. For eligible clients, loans by Republic Bank and Trust Company. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. Okay, it's happening. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. Everybody stay calm. Stay calm. Let's take some calls from the public, shall we? Join the afternoon stretch now at 615-844-5600. Now here's Bruno and Zach. Second hour of the afternoon stretch here on Nashville Sports Radio. If you want to get involved, we want to talk to you. 615-844-5600. Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. No Bruno Reagan attached to today's show. He is down in Atlanta. Judo competition going on. Everybody cheer on team Reagan Martial Arts. Uh, I think I think he says this is the biggest uh, number of competitors he's ever had in one of his from his team. So good for him. Uh, hopefully they judo better than the other teams judo because that's as much of judo that I know about. Score more points or whatever. I don't know. Yep. I don't know what they do, man. Mm, nope. He try he has tried to tell me like he sits like and I love MMA right like I talk about it and all that. Uh, he's tried to like tell me about like different moves and stuff and it's all Japanese and I have no clue what he's saying. Yeah. He's like, you don't know what a, like, a Shinke is? I'm like, what is that? I don't know. He's like, well, that's where you take this and you do this. And I'm like, all right. And he just he, see, he sees immediately. Yeah, he sees my eyes like drop 20 IQ points like immediately. <laughs> He's just like, oh, okay, you don't care. <laughs> you are correct, sir. 615-844-5600 if you want to jump in. Uh, hey, let's get us a big orange report from our good buddy, Zach Womble. Womble, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing pretty good today. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm surprised you're doing good. Uh, you've taken the loss to Vanderbilt a whole lot better because you even you almost say it's like all part of the plan. Yeah, I mean, as I told you, it's it's chestnut checkers um, here with Vanderbilt. It's chestnut checkers losing to Kentucky at home when they were talking about firing Calipari. Like, wait a minute, hold on. Let's get a win for Calipari in a in a big environment, maybe maybe get them feeling good about it, maybe get some false confidence going. Kind of the same feeling with Vanderbilt. There's a signature win over Tennessee. Is Jerry Stackhouse really that guy? I think he is, Vanderbilt fans. I think you got to stick with him. I think the contract extension needs to be longer, um, and I think that's your guy, and you got to roll with it. And I mean, he showed it, you know, beating the number six-ranked team. 
at his house. So, you know, all, all respect and kudos to Coach Stackhouse and the Vanderbilt Commodores basketball program. I mean, they're certainly on the rise, absolutely. Uh, what did you – I'm assuming you were watching the game. What did you think about uh, Julian uh, – oh, man, I'm, I've flubbed his Phillip, yeah, Thank you, Phillips. Julian Phillips, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm just selfish, but I'm cramming that 100 times out of 100. <laughs> maybe it's just because I'm – you know, I want my two points. Um, but I, I just don't see how you don't score to go up there. I mean, there's, you've seen situation after situation over the years of, of things like that coming to bite teams back. And I just – I don't care the, the time that's left on the clock situation. If you have a chance to go up by two possessions, you do so. And uh, the fact that they didn't ultimately cost them uh, on the road. And so – but you know what, Zach, you said something earlier. You said, you know, I'm taking the loss much better than a lot of Tennessee fans. And, I mean, I, don't, I just don't subject myself to Rick Barnes basketball, or I should say the hope of Rick Barnes basketball, because at the end of the day, no matter how great a team he has, they're going to fall short at some point, whether that's at Texas, whether that's at Tennessee. I mean, it's just what history shows. I mean, it's, you know. so I've just kind of come to expect the fact that there's not going to be a whole lot of substance uh, at the end of the season, not not a lot to show for it. I mean, I know last year they won the ACC title, but, I mean, look how quickly people forget about that as soon as you get bounced by, you know, whomever it is in the first or second round. So I've just learned to, to I guess, temper my expectations when it comes to Rick Barnes basketball. All of that said, though, the grass is not greener on the other side. Like, I don't think that Tennessee could go out there and find another coach or a better coach that would produce the similar results but then be better – in March. I mean, so I just think it, it is what it is and Rick Barnes, who he is. And, you know, you take the good with the bad and, you know, a, a lot of times he's going to get you 20 win seasons. He's going to get you good seed in the, in the tournament. He's going to get you to the tournament. Maybe he gets you a sweet 16. And, you know, there's a lot of people that say as a Tennessee basketball fan, I shouldn't have expectations or hopes or anything of that nature because history shows that they, they've never been past the elite eight. They've never been to a final four. They've never won a national championship, so why should Tennessee fans, why should I expect anything more? Well, I don't necessarily subscribe to that theory. I mean, there has to be a first time for everything, and, you know, why can't Rick Barnes break through and, and, and get Tennessee to their first ever Final Four? It just History just shows that, that that's not going to happen, and I've just learned to kind of accept that and, and ride the season as is, you know? You're a, you're a uh, mature Vols fan, though. I think there's a lot of Vols fans out there that are immature because I saw immediately after the game, uh, I saw some big name Vols, like you know, even media members on Twitter saying like basketball is an overrated sport in my opinion. You know, like uh, that was the immediate like they were just like, well, football is what matters, obviously. Like yeah. the SEC just got fifty million dollars because of football, not because of basketball. Well, I would I would say that's ignorant. Um, first and foremost, I mean basketball is obviously not overrated. I think I personally I think it's the best sport out there there is. Um, but I mean, that's just people trying to mask their, their hurt, their pain, their, their emotions and just trying to gloss over the fact that Tennessee just lost to a team that they should not have lost to on the road, no matter if there's memorial magic or not. I mean, that team should beat Vanderbilt 10, 10 times out of 10. So I think they're right there just trying to mask, mask it, mask the disappointment. But I will say this, I mean, you could poll a lot of Tennessee fans and they would tell you that they would take being mediocre in basketball if it meant perennially being in the upper echelon of football. I mean, football just means more uh, at UT than, than basketball or baseball or, or women's basketball or softball or anything else. So football definitely 
carries more weight. Um, but yeah, basketball is still very important. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's the second biggest revenue generating sport across pretty much every athletic university in the country behind football. But, um, you know, I mean, it is what it is. And, you know, that's, that's Tennessee basketball, but how about the NBA trade deadline? Zach? I mean, my goodness, I, I thought that the trade deadline would be just absolutely quiet. And then it turned out to be absolutely bonkers. What, what were your thoughts on that? Uh, the West sucked, and then the West became the best immediately. I mean, just just got all those players from the East out, just scatter them about in the West. And I, I don't know, I don't know who to look at from the West currently uh, as the the unit. I I honestly I know it's crazy, but and I I do this every year. I feel like the Lakers and LeBron they built up some good pieces that it. I know they have to really fight hard to get back into the just a play in game. But I almost feel like they are dangerous if they get into the playoffs. Like teams need to make sure they take them out now. I think it all stems with Anthony Davis staying healthy. I mean, if he doesn't stay healthy, they don't they don't stand a chance. But I mean, it's hard not to like what I mean. You had Kevin Durant. I, let me just say this: Kevin Durant must have been like a construction project manager in a past life because all <laughs> that dude does is show up when projects are built. Because my goodness, like. I mean, Golden State. What I mean, if he won a ring in in Phoenix, will it hold less weight than his rings in Golden State? Because at least in Golden State, he was here for an entire year. You know, he goes through the off season. Now you're just coming to a team that's, I mean, pretty much built, ready to win it all. I just I don't understand Katie's legacy. But, uh, the photos know, of him, because right? he he's he has like actual photos of him in like construction gear, and they're just everybody's throwing that around right now. That is top tier, Wombo. Well, hey, buddy, I appreciate you calling in, man. All right, man. See ya. Thanks, Womble. Uh, let's keep it moving here on the phone lines. If you want to jump in, 615-844-5600. Volboy. Volboy, how you doing? Hey, I would like to <clears throat> say I'm a uh, immature Tennessee fan uh, <laughs> to build on your last conversation. But, uh, you know, you know this this team, uh, I, I, I wanted to think about Kennedy Chandler and Julian Phillips. You know, they're both you know, five stars. I know, uh, obviously, Kennedy was a little more dynamic there at the, at the point guard. But what have we gotten out of Julian versus what we got out of Kennedy last year? You know, comparable five-star candidates. It's it's and and that and that bonehead decision at the end of the game. All he had to do was finish the game right there. Mm. Dunk it, lay it in. You know, we're done. We win. Ah, it just it still kills me. It, 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 so. I don't know what his basketball IQ is, uh, uh, but you know, kind of like the last uh, uh, caller, it's regular season, Rick. That's what we're going to have. We're going to probably maybe go one, two deep, uh, but I, I'd like to see us at least go to eight. Uh, you know, I think the time we went to eight, what well, wasn't in Michigan State, and we came pretty close to uh, advancing even in that game. Yeah, uh, I don't. Know if, that was under Bruce Pearl, of course. Uh, but I heard a, a, a stat today that at the same point uh, in, in their careers, uh, 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 Barnes has more wins at UT than, than than Pearl did in the same time frame. So I don't know. I'd have to say that what I'm most frustrated with is that they obviously they can't hit the outside shots, but if they're inside game. Uh, Euros is a, is a clown in there just throwing elbows and almost having technicals and everything else every time he's in there. And Adu gives you a little bit, 
I liked when I saw the Waka, but and and then uh, 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 Kumwa. You, you, how about consistent Kumwa? He he needs that to come. I don't know. I'm just sort of you know it's a great team. Got a lot of a lot of good players, but that that the other night just really really got me down. No, I think it's fair. I I think too, Volboy, that you know you're the Vols team is a great. They are a great team. But they are a great team missing a piece, and that's just that that score that he, Julian Phillips was supposed to really be, and he just hasn't been that guy. Uh, the 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 ability is there, but for some reason, I don't know if it's just young. Because I mean, that's really that's what I oppose to that not taking that point uh, is just a young, big moment kind of situation that he's just not used to, and he'll never have that that scenario pop up in his head again because it'll be, okay, we're just going to score every time. I see Bucket wide open. I'm going for it no matter what. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's just that y'all need that guy. I, I mean, what's your – I think your your top points per game right now is Viscovi, like 12 or something like that. That is just not going to cut it with – I mean, you can have a good defense, and y'all do, and you beat Auburn by scoring 46 points or whatever. But the scoring side, just you need that guy that's going to be able to go and get you a bucket when you need it, and it just seems like y'all don't have that. No, and I think Viscovi has been leading the team for a while, and he led it at 15 points a game earlier in the season, and you can see what's happened. Yeah, he, I mean, he sucks. That's the real side of it. He's he's not a scorer, uh, especially in that way. So you you he can't hit he can't hit the shots that you need. Uh, and and yeah. sucks is tough to say, but I think it's a true true statement in that in that moment. Well, left out of the sucking is, is Josiah Jordan James and. There's another one, a McDonald's All-American that uh, came in, and I, I, I just thought he was just going to explode every year. And you know, it's one thing or another holding him back. And I don't, I hadn't heard what the uh, injury was on his ankle, uh, but I'd rather have him than not have him. That's all I can, all I can say about that. And uh, they're fun to watch anyway. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> frustrating, but but fun. I appreciate the call, involved boy. Thank you. If you want to jump in, 615-844-5600. Always love to talk to y'all. Let's go real quick. Mike in Melrose. Mike, how you doing, buddy? Doing all right. Well, I hadn't planned on calling about this, but uh, you were saying Tennessee's great and Vanderbilt's bad. I, I, that basketball can be a crazy sport, okay? Vanderbilt is not bad. We've lost. We've played bad. We've lost to some teams we probably should have beat. You go back to Grambling State, well, we probably should beat them. Well, they beat Colorado, who beat Tennessee. You know, we had a 15-point half against Alabama, right? Mm-hmm. We scored 62 against Arkansas in the second half. So it's uh, sometimes sometimes your shots are falling, sometimes you're not. you got more consistent players. I mean, who would have thought, and, and Womble saying they should beat us 10 out of 10 times? No, they shouldn't. I mean, Kentucky should have beat South Carolina at home, but they didn't. So that's just – that's how basketball can be. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, I think, though, it's just Vegas came into that game looking at that and said 10.5-point favorite. I questioned it on this show. You probably heard that. I thought that was a crazy line uh, going into Memorial Magic like that. But it's uh, it's something with – something with Stackhouse right now. There's just so many things that are flyaways with Stackhouse that it's easy to see when you after a huge loss against Alabama like that you're like oh this team is packing it in. I think Stackhouse is a good coach. Do we question what he does off the off the court? Absolutely. I think that's very que- I think you're allowed to question that and we've talked about it on the show at nausea now but uh I, I 
I, he is a good coach, and if you give him some time, he's gonna br- he's gonna have a good team. He's in the post Scotty Pippen era now, and he's got to find his guys. And this whole season has been about trying to find his guys. I think he just finally had a uh, had a moment where he he saw and and even Tyron uh, Tyron Lawrence, you know, that was a guy who he benched uh, against Alabama for for laughing, cutting up, and, you know. And then two games later, here you go, he's hitting the game winning three. So it's it's. Uh, I think he knows what he's doing. I just question him as a as a person. So I understand for people looking on the outside in, it's easy to say, well, this team's just falling apart. Other teams should be destroyed. I understand that. If you haven't been following along what Jerry Stackhouse does, though, you would have no idea. Well, I don't know what you mean by you question as a person. I mean, he, he came on poke show in the morning yeah because maybe because he, he doesn't come on the radio much Is that, no no I mean, because he has- mike he's going and and hearing people talking stuff crap in the stands and then finding their twitter account and then messaging them and, and talking crap to him through that that's weird that's weird behavior mike that's a weird behavior yeah. that he's doing well, watching that, our show I, and I hearing agree. bruno say one bad thing and then unfollowing and blocking him that's a weird behavior of a, of a head coach of any sort well, I agree it's kind of challenged, but I also agree a human being wants to take up and defend for themselves. What gives What gives the media the right to go and rip somebody and discredit them, and they don't have to take any repercussions? Anyway, that's not why I called. You yeah. mentioned, I want to go real quick, if you have time. Yeah, uh, yesterday you mentioned, you mentioned about uh, the Grizzlies coming here. Well, I'd love to have NBA, but there's more to it. You talk about having their arena. Yeah, but there's, and I just looked up, I believe there's ten teams that have both, with both the hockey and the NBA play in the same arena. So there, there's a lot that goes around this. For one, you're fighting for the same dollars from the same um, advertisement, the same fans. Mm. You're fighting for media attention. Okay, you're fighting for availability of the arena. You're fighting. Okay, so the Predators have deals. I'm sure with all. The advertisers, they get to sell the suites. If the Grizzlies came in, they would be, okay, the Titan or the Predators not say, well, you're going to get some as much. No, that's, that's why some of these in some cities, they play in different arenas because they want that money and they want, they want the weekend dates. Oh, I, I, I understand that side of it. It still is, it far outweighs the cost of having, if the taxpayers are on, on patrol of having to pay for a new stadium that that does outweigh the benefits i mean no matter what now obviously if you're looking at a team like uh what uh uh music city baseball is trying to do um and the nashville stars they're trying to be privately funded which i would love that'd be amazing but there are a lot of questions about that i think butch spearden came on uh, the mcfarlands and talked about that uh not too long ago but um i i I think it would be easier because, look, we got the SEC tournament coming up. How quickly and how great they do a job of that for that whole solid week, I think you could easily schedule it around and still make your money uh, if an NBA team came here. It just seems like the, the bare bones are there. You would have to fill in the meat, though. I just don't. I think the, the total fan base is totally different, though. You're trying to get the same fans at the same time of year, whereas baseball, you're trying to get them, you're trying to get them from you know April through September, the summer months. When people are out of school, they have vacation, they have time off, and I just think, I think baseball would really work here. And not, not oh, I agree. Basketball. I agree. I agree. I think baseball would. I think they all would. That's really that's the real case. I don't think Nashville's ever shown that they tried to do something sports wise, especially in the last in the in the two thousands for sure. Uh, 
it does it doesn't not work. Everything works. Even they they close off Nashville and have a have a big IndyCar race here, and that what that bring like a hundred thousand or something like that. That's that's amazing. So uh, yeah, no, I I agree with you on that, Mike. Trust me, we're not we're not fighting different battles. I just think the biggest yeah. battle and the biggest hurdle baseball faces is a new stadium, and for basketball, it's it's right there. You have it already set. You know that FedEx Forum for Memphis Grizzlies is eighteen thousand. That's 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 uh uh uh. I almost said so May Center, Mike. <laughs> Why I almost said so May Center, but uh, that's Bridgestone. So it's it's they would be able to figure that out, and they'd have to work partnerships together for sure. But I think it would be a great thing, and just schedule it out the same way: one night on, one night off. But then all the concerts and everything. Trust me, I understand it would be hard. I just think the the hurdle would already be jumped over. Yeah, and last thing, going back to what you said about learning to write cursive, which I did, and it came in handy when I had to take notes in college. And I think they kind of got away. You know, I just retired from teaching PE, elementary PE. But you at least got to know how to write cursive for one main reason, right? Your signature. How to sign your name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, everything now is digital. Have you done, ever done, like, the signs where it's like, is this handwriting okay? Like, you just choose, like, the font, and they just do it for you, like, electronically? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true. But I just, it came in handy for me because back in college, I had, I had one class in nutrition. And I had to take like ten pages of note. And if I didn't know how to write cursive, I'd have been way behind. <laughs> hey, Mike, I appreciate calling, in, buddy. All right, see you. Thanks, bud. Six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. If you want to get in, no, we had some callers that we weren't able to get in on that uh, in that time frame right there. We will get you after our next interview. If you do want to jump in, Connor Allen will be joining us next, talking props, bets, Super Bowl, a whole lot of fun here on the afternoon stretch. Good afternoon. They're still trying to clean up that wreck at the intersection of Bell Road at Eagle View Boulevard. It did have some entries. Pretty busy out here for a Friday on 24 westbound, just outside of Montgomery County, headed towards the Clarksville area. Lots of radar up through there as well. Uh, heavy, but moving down through Brentwood, uh, Franklin on 65 going southbound. Nash Painting is Middle Tennessee's number one residential and commercial painters. They're online right now at NashPainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Hey, you know it's a leap year, right? No, the next leap year isn't until 2024. Nope, it's this year. I can prove it. Here, play this new instant game from the Tennessee Lottery. Uh, okay. <laughs> Woohoo! I won! See what you did there? I jumped up and down? No, that was a leap. Don't miss your chance to jump for joy this February with our newest instant games. You could win up to $5 million. The Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. And now, some big news from WINN. The new February instant games from the Tennessee Lottery have arrived. Now, for some bigger news, there are four new exciting games to choose from. And now, for our biggest news yet, you could win a top prize of $5 million. Make a break for fun today with February Instant Games, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Today on Hey Culligan, reverse to reduce. Here's Bob. Hey Culligan, I love fresh water, but I got plastic bottles coming out. Whoa, Bob, you are not kidding about the bottles. But did you know Culligan's reverse osmosis and always-on drinking water systems provide fresh, clean, delicious drinking water and help reduce the equivalent of over 15 billion plastic bottles from landfills worldwide? Holy fresh, environmentally friendly drinking water. Am I right? Right, Bob. And we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test from a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. 
They say they'll get your biggest tax refund. Jackson Hewitt says your biggest tax refund guaranteed and a chance to double your tax refund. Thousands in weekly prizes during the Double Your Refund sweepstakes. Your biggest refund times two, twice the money. So forget about them. File your taxes on the double at Jackson Hewitt today. No purchase necessary to enter or win. Open to U.S. residents 18 or older who file a 2022 federal tax return. Promotion ends 4223. Visit jacksonhewitt.com for rules. Welcome to Smashville, home of your Nashville Predators. Join us at Bridgestone Arena Monday, February 13th for the Valentine's Day date game in your college night with Austin P. as your Nashville Predators take on the Arizona Coyotes. Purchase your college night tickets today at NashvillePredators.com slash college nights for a Preds and Austin P. co-branded hat. And don't miss the Thursday and Saturday games against the Boston Bruins and the Florida Panthers. For your tickets, go to NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. Let's go Preds! It's the afternoon stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagans. You can have a fair criticism of me for what I'm about to say. If you get into the playoff enough, one of these years you're going to catch lightning in a bottle. The Titans missing the playoff this year was absolutely inexcusable, right? They had a team we knew was good enough to get to the divisional or conference rounds. And then you just catch lightning in a bottle or you have the two best games of your life and all of a sudden you're in the Super Bowl. That's a good goal for the Titans. The afternoon stretch. Afternoon stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. <laughs> Call in now to the afternoon stretch, 615-844-5600, and be the most talented person on the show. The afternoon stretch, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams. No Bruno Reagan today. He's sorely missed. I mean, just... Getting that yammering, you know what I mean? That he does. Talking judo, talking MMA, talking Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, you know, video games. Oh, look at my, you know, look at my Hearthstone collection. You know, that kind of stuff is really missed today, I got to say. Uh, coming to you live from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studios. Got a new guest on we haven't had before, but, you know, we're always looking for new friends. So I think Connor Allen's going to be a new friend of ours. And you can follow him on Twitter at Connor Allen NFL. He is with 444.com. Connor, thanks so much for jumping on with us, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me on. It's uh, the last game of the season here. We get one last shot at it, but no better time to start, you know, betting on some stuff if you haven't already. Well, it, I, is, is this the most bet? time in uh in all of sports or is it the march madness i can never remember which one goes hand in hand first yeah i think the super bowl is first and then i mean maybe collectively march madness over you know start to finish but uh, i definitely think in one singular event the super bowl takes the cake uh so first before we get into the betting side what are your thoughts as just as you break this down because i guess that they go hand in hand when you're trying to bet you got to break down the game you got to know something i know people like to have just a you know, dart throw, especially in the Super Bowl, you get the cat. The really casuals will get in on the money and everything. Uh, here in the state of Tennessee, obviously legal to sports bet now. Uh, so, what what's your breakdown of these two teams? Yeah, I have a couple of things which I think uh, you know kind of pivot and and I really will make a difference in this game. The first one is that I expect the Chiefs to struggle to stop the Eagles' running game here. We're looking at an Eagles' running game that's first in basically every efficiency metric. Imagine it's the Chiefs' run defense who, you know, has played actually the easiest strength of schedule in the league. And if we look at games they played with comparable opponents, so they played against six games against teams ranking the top half of the league in rushing offense. In those games, four of the games, the only ones that basically mattered in that sample, they allowed over six yards per carry, 
500 yards on the ground. Uh, now play, obviously, Jalen Hurts, mobile quarterback, Miles Sanders, and the best run-blocking offensive line in the league. So I think that they're going to have a lot of success running the ball on that side. And on the other side, I think that this Eagles secondary could be a little bit overrated just based on who they're playing. Uh, and, and if we kind of look at kind of do that same exercise we just did with the, with the Eagles, they played against only five teams who rank in the top half of offense in the league this entire uh, during the regular season. During those games, they allowed 30 points per game. They allowed uh, in their passing efficiency defense went from first to 19th. So there's a pretty big drop off there. Really at games like against Dallas, games against Detroit. Um, you know, Jacksonville is thrown in there technically because they ended the season, you know, as a as a top 16 team. But when they played them, they weren't really there yet. So I think that the Chiefs are going to have some success offensively, even with their pass catchers banged up. I expect the Eagles to have some success offensively. So, yeah, that's my like ma- main takes there on the game as a whole. So I expect a lot of points. But in terms of who will win, I go back and forth. I think you can make a great case for either team. Well, we were talking about this in the first hour of the show. Uh, about you know unit versus unit Chiefs Eagles when you start stacking them up against each other, uh, I I think I, there's so many great stats that you just mentioned right there and percentages and and numbers that come out. I think they're great. Do you feel at all the way that the the Eagles have moved throughout the season? Because this is where I've been so stuck on, and and maybe I'm a loser. Maybe that's just what it is. But <laughs> the NFC sucked, and if you look at the real schedule and the real breakdown of what the Eagles had to go through, and even their situation in the playoffs, outside of playing the Giants, which I think was probably their best opponent, even though they lost to three teams. Um, I I think that they had such a cakewalk just to the Super Bowl that I feel like some of their numbers are just inflated. Right, and that's kind of why I like to break it down like this and contextualize some of the stuff we're talking about because, yeah, the Eagles defense, you know, first-ranked pass defense and – you know, like impressive and basically every metric, 70 sacks this season, incredible stuff. But then if you look at, okay, well, who have they played? Like who's comparable to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs? Like what is Brock Purdy getting injured after three plays, Josh Johnson getting injured after a couple of plays and then not be able to throw the ball? What does that tell us about how they're going to match up against the Chiefs? I'd say absolutely nothing. Like that for me, that means nothing. And so like using those overarching stats on the season, like just doesn't really make sense because you're not finding a comparable opponent. Then you look at how they performed against Dallas. Dallas played a lot of two tight end sets, a lot of three tight end sets, and was able to expose this Eagles defense who just doesn't really necessarily match up well against them. Now the Chiefs, who are actually like the single best unit in the league at playing in two two to three tight end sets with Jody Fortson and Noah Gray. So I think that there's a lot of matchup advantages for the Chiefs, but I think the Eagles defense is good. Don't get me wrong. I, you know, I don't want my mentions to be filled with the Philadelphia fans like they have been all week, but you know, I, I just think that there could be a little bit overrated compared to what we've seen so far. For the sake of the city, we just have to hope they lose. I mean, if they win, <laughs> I mean, win or lose, I think that city's going to burn regardless, Connor. Uh, you can follow oh, yeah. Connor on Twitter at Connor Allen NFL, uh, four for com. All right. So I, I've been on, I want to give you a couple of my thoughts on maybe something I've been on with the Chiefs picks wise. I want you to kind of react to it. I have really stuck my flag in the ground, Connor. Past this whole past week, I'm I'm kind of calling my shot. It goes to the idea more or less taking away from the number side. I'm going for I'm, I'm a vibe guy. I think a lot of betting has to be off vibes. And what do you feel on it? And how do you feel on it? 
uh, over in in almost every category for me, uh, prop wise, goes with with Juju Smith Schuster. I think that he is going to have a monstrous game. It's going to be something akin to what we saw with Odell Beckham Jr. last year in the Super Bowl, where he was good as he furthered on with the Rams, but it felt like it was going to crescendo into just this humongous game un- until the unfortunate injury that happened. Uh, I think that's going to be Juju Smith Schuster on his final year, or well, only year contract that he has with the Chiefs he's looking to make a big name for himself make a big contract splash after the season so I think it's going to be a Juju Smith-Schuster air attack uh, over what you were just talking about a secondary that I think like you said is overrated where are you on that with uh, 37 and a half is where I saw his prop line for yards uh, three and a half on his prop line for receptions where are you at with that with Juju Smith-Schuster yeah, I reasonably think that you could play a lot of these overs, and I think Juju is a great, great point because he's going to match up in the slot against Devontae Maddox. Devontae Maddox has been, I mean, easily the worst part of their secondary when comparing them to Darius, uh, Darius Slay, James Bradbury. So if you want to find a place to attack them, and I think this is how the Chiefs will attack the Eagles is over the middle of the field. They're not going to be trying try to beat them deep with, you know, MVS or, you know, any of those guys. I think that there's going to be a lot of dink and dunk, and we're going to see Juju. We're going to see, you know, Travis Kelsey, I think, in the middle of the field. So, yeah, I think Juju's numbers, too, if you're looking at, like, if you want to look at the prop market basically on a week-to-week basis, Juju's props have generally been in, like, the high 40s, low 50s, even in the 60s at one point during the year. You're getting him now at 37 and three and a half receptions. I mean, just a massive discount because he hasn't been playing necessarily well, but, like, banged up a little bit. He had a nice two-week break. I think he plays a lot. So, yeah, I, I think the numbers are just simply too low, even if you don't necessarily like Juju. Who? What are some props that you've been looking at that you've been kind of putting out there? Is This is where you said over. You like a lot of these over so far. Yeah, that's – I normally, like on the whole season, I bet a ton of unders generally. But for this game, because I like the over, and I think that both sides have so many ways to just beat the other team, and I think both defenses are – I mean, the Chiefs have some talent, and their scheme is, I think, going to be good. But I think you could make a case that uh, the Eagles are going to score plenty and vice versa here. One that I really like that's still relatively playable is I like the Kelsey over. It's I know it's high. We're looking at almost 80 receiving yards in this spot. But the Eagles have played against, I mean, the best tight ends they faced was Pat Fryermuth, Zach Ertz, maybe Dalton Schultz. Like, I mean, they've really played no one. And if you look at Kelsey's last eight playoff games, he has 78 or more yards in every single one of them, 95 or more receiving yards in seven of the last eight. Uh, and so, I mean, just been absolutely crushing. And there's a little bit of uncertainty in the receiving core. I think if they're going to move the ball, it'll be through Kelsey. So I'm, I'm expecting around 100 receiving yards for Kelsey in this one. Looking at some of the props on the passing side of things for Jalen Hurts, how do you feel about that? Because I, Robbie Gold comes out today and says, if you if you want to have a chance against the Eagles, uh, make make Jalen Hurts play quarterback. What what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's really tough. I took a prop that I thought was interesting because I don't – I mean, Jalen Hurts, since getting injured uh, against the Bears, Jalen Hurts' completion rate, 60%, 66%, 57%, 59%. 59%. And so I took Patrick Mahomes to have a higher completion rate than Jalen Hurts. And if we kind of look at how we expect – like, you know, if you walk through the thought process, maybe the Chiefs try and stop the Eagles running game. So they load the box, they blitz Hurts, maybe it's some zone blitzes, some – some man blitzes, but like it's going to create a lot of very volatile opportunities for Hurts. So maybe A.J. Brown beats him deep. Maybe Devonta Smith beats him deep or Dallas Goddard, but it's not going to be a lot of consistent throws. And so I think he can get to the yards, but it's going to be like 75-yard bomb to A.J. Brown and then maybe like, you know, multiple three and outs if they're able to stop the run. So I think it's just a little bit more volatile uh, on the yardage level. Do you feel like that the overs uh, on the the – 
the Chiefs are so much easier to get this time be- because of kind of the styles that they're fighting against right now, offensively for the Chiefs and the Eagles. You have such a ground attack that can really take away the yards, or sorry, take away the clock if they do get their offense moving for the Eagles adversely to the Kansas City Chiefs who have such an air attack that can move the field move the field so quickly and there's less time or there's more time on the clock so far do you feel like that's going to play a fact into one another just as the game moves on yeah that I I would say that's actually the biggest concern with taking you know a certain amount of number over is because there's only going to be you know maybe 130 plays max uh you know and that's not necessarily a super low number but like you'll see games in like you know 140 uh, amount of total play. So like you said, if the Eagles are able to move the ball pretty slow and able to have success on the ground, like you're going to see some, some eight minute drives and the chiefs might be limited on the number of drives they have now I expect both teams to have success doing so, but you might like volume level props, you know, so like receptions and things of that sort might be harder to hit if they're getting fewer plays just on the whole. All right. So I, I always hate using this term, but I I'm too stupid Connor to even know another term for it, but what's your, what's your lock? What's your guarantee that you're going in and saying, look, if you're dropping, you know, a, a nice Hunsky on something, what, what do you feel that you're just like, this is a set it and forget it. You're good to go. Oh man. That's, that's tough. I, I do like the Kelsey one a lot, but I'll give you one more that I really, really like uh, that I just played recently. Dallas Goddard, I like the over 47 and a half receiving yards. If we look at how he's played so far, he's only gone over the summer in eight of 14 games, but basically the games he hasn't gone over has been against Dallas, Washington, New Orleans. Those teams are the top five at defending the tight end position. And two of them were with Minshew. Basically in every other game, he's gone over this Kansas city, not guarded the tight end. Well, and in certain coverages that they play Dallas Goddard, 90% catch rate, two yards per route run. So I expect big things from Dallas Goddard here. Um, and that's so that's a, a fun one that I, I think it will go over, even if the Eagles run the ball a lot. And are you touching any of the spreads, money, money, money lines or totals or anything like that? Are you cut, catching up with any of those or keeping up with any of those? Or is the one and a half just kind of off your table and you might as well just pick a money line? Yeah, I mean, I, I sprinkled a tiny bit of Chiefs at plus money, but really I think this game can go either way. That was more of like I thought this game was going to close with Kansas City being the favorite, but um, you know, I, I obviously predicted that incorrectly, and I thought there were a lot of sharp people we thought the same, but I mean, the Eagles, you know, were very well respected in the market, opened at two and a half, minus two and a half at Circa with Kansas City being favored, moved instantly basically at Eagles two and a half early in the week. So for me, it's kind of just a stay away. I personally like props better, but if you want to bet aside, I'm taking the Chiefs. It, that's something we were talking about that earlier in the hour too. Uh, it, it's strange how the money line, or sorry, the the spread line hasn't moved at all for the most part. It's been, it's been really consistent uh, and stayed the same, which is really strange for any game yeah because i just no one like no one with influence in the market really knows and it seems like there's smart people on both sides so like they don't really know what to do with with the spread basically because one and a half you know you're not going to see uh you're you don't really see that many games end up as like a one point victory either way generally like three is a key number uh, and so yeah it's, it is very strange it hasn't moved at all basically for like a week and a half since it opened it like hasn't moved at all and then the over under 50 and a half. Do you like the over on that one? I feel like that's probably everyone's consistent bet throughout this entire Super Bowl. Yep. Yeah. I like the over. I think that you could also play a live over the uh, first quarter in Super Bowls have started really slow. I think there's a lot of nerves. There's a lot of good game planning to start. But that being said, this Eagles team has been actually one of the best first half teams in like since the 2007 New England Patriots with Jalen Hurts, 19.1 points per game in the first half. 
that's literally, I mean, better than the, the Falcons team that blew the 28-3 lead. But, I mean, they were an incredible first-half team as well. So I think that you could play some first-half overs if you want, but a live betting over if, they, if either team starts slow is, is a great look too. Hey, I love that. All right, Connor Allen, he's been our guest. Connor, thank you so much for jumping on. I, I hate that we got you on for the Super Bowl because there's no more football after this. But <laughs> afterwards, next season, 2024, I'm going to be ringing your number again. I appreciate you jumping on, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate you guys having me. We'll talk soon. Follow him on Twitter at Connor Allen NFL has sports betting manager for four com. A lot of good stuff over there on his side of the world too. If you want to keep up with the bets and I know also look NFL's in the name. He's going to be talking about other stuff. I saw, I saw him talking about black Ox. I saw him talking about, he's, he's going to be getting in there, especially with March Madness coming up. I imagine you're going to see some stuff from there too. So give him a follow. All right. We need to take a break. If you want to jump in 615-844-5600 final segment of the week, you got to jump in. It's your only chance. Good afternoon. Still quite a bit of traffic volume on 24, trying to get out to Clarksville, Montgomery County. Still busy to the south, but moving fairly decent on 65 southbound from Brentwood into Franklin all the way down through Williamson County. Plenty of radar on I-40 out through parts of Wilson County this afternoon into the evening. Hey, whether you're pulling for the Eagles or the Chiefs or your house is divided, Princess Hot Chicken has platters to make the big game party sizzle. Check them out online at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic is happening on March 15th at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. And this year, it's a doubleheader. For nearly a decade, the City of Columbia Parks and Rec Department has showcased the most highly attended women's college softball matchups in the state. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic kicks off their doubleheader at 1 p.m. with the Bucks from Motlow State taking on the Chargers of Columbia State. Then at 5.30, the Austin B. Lady Govs battle the Lady Vols of the University of Tennessee. Tickets to the six annual Mid-State Classics are only 10 bucks and are on sale now. Motlow State versus Columbia State. Austin P versus Tennessee. Wednesday, March 15th, starting at 1.30 at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. For tickets and information to the six annual Mid-State Classic, log on to ColumbiaTN.com slash Mid-State Classic or call 931-388-8119. That's 931-388-8119. The six annual Mid-State Classic. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to 4hims.com slash joy. At HIMS, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face -face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4 slash joy. That's 4 slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Golfers, tee it up at Edwin Watts Golf Shops with the new 2023 Aerojet Woods and Irons from Cobra Golf. The new Aerojet Woods are designed with a unique aerodynamic shape that delivers faster club head speeds for longer drives. And the new Aerojet Irons are made with hot face technology so every strike delivers more distance. Elevate your game by swinging into Edwin Watts Golf Shops and get custom fit on the new Cobra Woods and Irons today. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, unmatched expertise, unmatched service. 
your exclusive National Sports Radio WNSR Sky Scan Forecast. For this afternoon, we'll have partly sunny skies, high 56, partly cloudy tonight, low 32. Saturday sunshine, stray afternoon shower, high 54, stray shower to start Sunday, then sunny. Utilizing the resources of the Weatherbug Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Rinaldi. It's a Bill King Show. Somebody asked me, this ascension of Tennessee football, is it sustainable? I think it is sustainable. They're recruiting ranking school. You can get A-plus personnel to Rocky Top, Tennessee. And the state is now way better than it ever was in its past producing players. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. The Afternoon Stretch. The best show? Uh, I don't know if I can say that, man. I'm going to move on to the next one. Final segment, The Afternoon Stretch. If you want to jump in. I know we had some people try to jump in during the interview and then also right as we were ending that first segment. It's now your time. Now is your time. 615-844-5600. We'd love to talk to you. We'd love to finish it off strong. Call's great in the second hour here. A lot of balls, Vandy talk. Still a lot of questions about that. A lot of what ifs. What what could happen? I'll tell you, if, if Vols lose another one uh, of that caliber, Frauds. 100% frauds. I will say that. What's their upcoming schedule look like? You know, that's a great question. Uh, and I, I should be a better radio host and have that for you right off the top of my head. But, you know, frankly, I'm not. And uh, I don't. So, I can tell you, though, in two shakes of Lambton. I know they got Missouri this week uh, or tomorrow. Uh, let's see. They got Mizzou. Then they got Alabama. Ouch. <laughs> that one's going to be... Would not be shocked to see. Not a, They're not going to lo- lose by 60 or whatever, but they could easily lose by 20 in that one. I could see that. Uh, they got uh, on the road at Rupp, so that's going to be tough against Kentucky. I don't care. You know, on the road has been real bad uh, for a lot of these Vols games. Uh, Texas A&M, nothing. Carolina, Arkansas will be a problem. And then at Auburn. I mean, right there, you could see one. I could see one, two, three, four. Four more losses. I could see four more losses. Arkansas is a iffy one, but on the road at Auburn to end the season, I could easily see four more losses for this Vols game. Is that Bama game at home or away? That one would be at home. Hmm. What happened last time Bama strolled into Knoxville? Don't know. Man, football. Oh, football. <laughs> wow. What a game that was. I was going to say, were you, weren't you at? No, you were at the Tennessee-Georgia game. I sure was. And you just OH, you know, all the way through. Yeah, pretty much. I think, yeah, I posted on my Instagram story just me at the field and just uh, the whole Georgia field, and all the caption said was, go Buckeyes. Gosh, what a douche. What a douche. Those are the worst. What a bad guy. Got that ticket, though? You should have sold it. No. No? I had to go. You had a a blast? The game was not that good. I know it wasn't. I just love college football. And that's an environment I've always wanted to see. Is it just an SEC top-tier game? I was talking about this. So, I have some buddies that, like, I play PlayStation with. Like, I have a buddy that's probably been straight up my longest friend (laughs) my entire life. Just I've met him one time. He came to Nashville, like, like last year, actually. Wow. And he told me he was in Nashville. I was like, well, I mean, how do I not? He he lives up northeast. 
Uh, I'm like, how do I not just come down and meet you? And we met him. I was taller than him, thank God. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was really worried about that one. Uh, but uh, <laughs> alpha immediately. Oh, immediately. I was like, oh, you're short. That's the first thing I said. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, yeah, I was telling him, I was like, man, next time you come out south, it's got you got to go. Like, I understand he's a Penn State fan, and you know, he's like, oh, I don't know if there's anything better than that. And I was like, mm. you go knock. If you were in Knoxville against the Alabama game, you that's a come to Jesus moment of like this is this is what football's supposed to be you know like this is it really is until you live that or or an L- I told him LSU night game mm-hmm. uh, especially if they're you know in, in in good standing or whatever that that's insane Penn State's obviously crazy but um, uh, SC as well that's another one when you go out there just what they do out there uh, it's just different man it's it was an indescribable experience like walking in mm. through this just tunnel. And then you can hear the crowd grow as you walk in. And then there's just this image of the entire everybody, uh, 100,000 people, whatever that stadium fits. Yeah, yeah. Don't care. Um, it was a lot. And, man, our, our seats were phenomenal. Uh, one of my best friends works for the team, so we got free tickets into the game. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it was. Yeah, you can't sell free tickets either. N- I mean, That's yeah. a little, that's messed yeah. up. So I, I applaud you for not selling it. Because they were going for a lot. Oh, yeah, it was the second most expensive game in college football. Yeah. You know what it was behind? <laughs> Oh, I'm guessing uh, Michigan and Ohio State. That's a good guess. Yeah. 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 I knew. I, I, I didn't know that, but the look on your face told me I knew it. Best game of the year. <laughs> was that the best game of the year? It's usually upcoming into it. It's the best game of the year. Yeah, Not this year. I was no, about no. to say. I best like, half of the year. First half was awesome. I think y'all. I think y'all beat them a second time if y'all had a chance. Oh yeah! Did you see us play Georgia? Yeah. Look, di- look different. Not the same team. I don't care what anybody says. That whole the <laughs> not the same team played this team and that team. It was not. It wasn't. Yeah. I it they were completely different. Mm. And um, it 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 doesn't matter at the end of the day. Go Georgia. What's playing for the Super Bowl? Um, I am gonna sit in my room. Probably talk to some friends. Do you not have a place to go? No. You want to come over? Come over with the boy. Yeah, food. Yeah, we'll have food. What kind of food? Um, you're coming over to a chief's household, though. I will tell you. Ah. Yeah. Tough. Yeah. I will be that guy. That mm. just I will be the Bengals fan. Yeah. <laughs> Three and one. Three and one Three now. And one. Bur- Burrowhead still still in construction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you need a place though? I didn't. I didn't know that. I, I didn't even think. I thought maybe you'd go back home or something. Mm-hmm. No. Nope. Didn't even think about that. No. Nope. Yeah. Nope. If you need a place, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. We're gonna have ribs, we're gonna have chicken, we're gonna have slim chicken, not slims. Yeah, not slims. We're yeah, gonna be having that, other chickens. Yeah, but it's up in the Hinchville area. Yeah, we need to have you. I need to. I need to get you and Bruno and everybody up into the Hinchville area anyway. We just need to do the next. I wonder. Well, Conor McGregor's gonna have a new fight. Mm-hmm. So that fight. Because I'm trying to think, when is that supposed to be? Well, I don't. It's after the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be tough. I can't remember when that's gonna be though. I don't. I don't uh, up. We, I'm gonna, I'm gonna host a show like, like a station party for everybody. Everybody needs to come up, unless it's like August. Then sorry, not gonna happen. Yeah, because mm, baby time. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be happening during that time. Yeah, yeah. Super Bowl parties, man. I don't know. They're, they're fun. T line for anybody that really is looking for a spot. T line's having like a, cra- a bunch of crazy specials going on. They're gonna be. That's gonna be a good spot. We were almost gonna go if the Chiefs had not won. We were going to definitely go to T-Line, me and my wife, to watch it. Um, the only reason why we didn't is just because my dad's a huge Chiefs fan and they're chiefing it up. You See, know what I mean? I like the fact that it's, a, it's at least a Chiefs household that way people are watching the game. Yes. Because, I mean, you go to Super Bowl parties 
and they're watching everything except the game. It's those commercials. Yeah, yeah. And they talk about how great they how much they love the commercials. I love that commercial. No, the commercials aren't the same anymore. No. Because they play the commercial started like a week ago. Mm-hmm. Because companies were like, oh, we can release this on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, uh, play them all throughout the week beforehand. We're paying millions of dollars for these things. Mm-hmm. We should get as much play as we want. Not just one time for $7 million? No. <laughs> I'm very excited to see what Burger King has in store. They've got something. God. They've got that something. video I sent you earlier from Burger King is pretty top tier. Top stuff. tier. Yeah. What if that was it? <laughs> oh, it lives up to it. <laughs> Burger King could just do the same thing, but just turn the volume up a little louder on mm-hmm. the commercial. So everybody's like, why is this so loud? And it's the same one. Because they know it's Super Bowl party, so they're going to turn it up with everybody in the room. Hears exactly. It. It's just smart. It's just marketing. It's marketing 101. Yeah, yeah they're going to have something. Simple stuff. What if they have they, – they might jump the shark. Do you know what the jump the shark means? Never heard of it. Jump the shark stems from uh, – uh, oh, man, I can't believe I'm forgetting the show name. But basically, you've ever heard of Fonzie? Yeah. Yeah, so Fonzie in that show uh, – man, I, I'm, I can't believe I forgot the name of that show, but it just dropped out of my mind. Any other day, I would know the name. But uh, Fonzie, this whole build-up to him jumping a shark with his motorcycle. Okay. And everybody was, like, tuned in to watch, like, what's going to happen to Fonzie? You know what I mean? And then Nothing happened. He huh? finally jumps the shark. Oh. Everything's cool. Ratings just plummet. Oh. Jump the shark is like you hit your best I moment. See. Bound. All the way through. Okay. Uh, so they, they might have, like, a jump the shark moment of this of, like, they get, like, I don't know what rapper like Kodak Black to mm. do the to, to sing that song you know what I mean like that's the commercial and then after that it's just downhill Nothing. for Burger King yep. they're not gonna be able to do it again gosh whopper whopper that's just the worst man that's the worst I, the, the funny part is like you just watched your your favorite player blow out his Achilles whopper whopper mm-hmm. he's just sitting there <laughs> I mean that's one of the most memorable things from this NFL season there's been some happy crazy days things. Was that's the show by the way sorry happy days i had to get it out nice yeah glad you figured that one out sorry yep ron howard you don't even know who that is <laughs> not a clue direct di- directed the grinch ever heard of it which one jim carrey oh yeah quality stuff that's good stuff yeah uh yeah the commercials are i hate that people are like i don't really care what's going on i'm here for the commercials it's a four minute dodge truck commercial and you have no idea it's a dodge truck commercial either yeah. until the last second yeah <laughs> What's well, uh, halftime's Rihanna too, isn't it? Yeah. It's like the first time she's performed. Fired up about that. Really? No, Fired up. zero new songs too, which is great. Don't care. She's only gonna play, you know, Umbrella. That's gonna be great. Beat. Yeah, I don't care what she plays. Yeah, she's great. She she is tremendous. I can't believe that she hasn't had a new album or anything coming out. Doesn't need. I mean, hey, you, you take your time. You cannot rush perfection. <laughs> she made a billion dollars. Was like, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> What, what, what am I, I doing this what for? What am I anymore? working right now for? Her makeup stuff is huge, though. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Any any other like props that you're going over with that you like? I love Dallas Goddard's props. Um, just when he said that, I saw your yeah, eyes light up. A I, bit. I, I was a big fan of that. Uh, maybe Miles Sanders. I'm kind of scared about the run game. Uh, Travis Kelsey over maybe. And then I still like Juju receptions and yards too. You got to throw them both in. I'm going to do one. I think the Eagles are going to win. There, I said it. Wow. There, I said it. Last second. Wow. Now I have both sides covered. Massive. See, this is Fence Sitting 101, folks. Yeah. Eagles, Eagles are gonna win. There you go. And and when I when I come in tomorrow on Monday, guess what I'm gonna say? I was right. Doesn't matter. You picked one of them. I I went through the whole week saying Chiefs, 
last second saying Eagles. If, you, if the Chiefs win, you still did it. I'm gaming the system. That's what I'm doing. Everybody, have a great week. Remember, it's going to be fun. Super Bowl is fun. Do the right thing. Don't drink and drive, please. Get an Uber. Get a Lyft. We all want to see you on Monday. Remember, if nobody's told you, I love you and you matter. Have a safe, great week.